In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, John the Baptist is not the Christ. He is not the Messiah. John is not the light that has come into the world. John is not the prophet Elijah reincarnate. He is not the prophet who has come to be greater than Moses. Instead, John identifies himself as a voice. John is a voice crying out in the wilderness. In other words, John is a preacher. John is a preacher preaching to people who have lost their way. And so understanding that John the Baptist is a preacher, I think will help us understand just who John is and what John was all about. As Lutherans, we confess that every preacher has two messages. Every preacher has two words. And this is true of every Christian preacher. It's true of John the Baptist. Every preacher has two basic sermons. As Lutherans, we say the two basic sermons are law and gospel. Right, and the preaching of the law is the preaching of what God commands of us. The law is descriptive of what pleases God, how we're to order ourselves in this world. And the preaching of the law is meant to be a mirror for us. Right, the preaching of the law is meant to hold up God's law to us so that we can examine ourselves. And then we see how much we need God. Because when the law is held up to us, we see how far we are from holiness. We see how far away we are from being able to keep what God commands of us. And so when the law is preached, we ought to realize that on our own, we are in big trouble. We cannot do what God asks of us. And so throughout Advent, we always get a heavy dose of John the Baptist from the readings. And most often when these texts come up, John is primarily a preacher of the law. Right? And we come to think of John as a harsh character. Right? He is the one who lives off in the wilderness. He gives up all the creature comforts of this world. And his sermons always begin with the same one word, repent. John says to the leaders who come out to talk to him, that even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And as we'll see eventually in the Gospels, John will literally lose his head for being a preacher of the law when he preaches against King Herod's sin. And sometimes this becomes the only image of John that we carry with us. Right? He is the strange preacher holding up the mirror to everyone's sins, so that they are driven and prepared for the coming of Christ. And that's fair enough. John does preach the law. John the Baptist does hold up that mirror for sinners to see how far they are from God so that they know they need the coming Messiah. And John does share a resemblance with the street preacher who stands next to a busy intersection with the sign that says, repent, the end is near. That is John, but that's not the whole story of John. Because the whole story is that John the Baptist is primarily a preacher of the gospel. We say that every preacher has two messages, law and gospel. Well, the gospel message is the message of what God is doing for you. This is the message that the promises of God, life, forgiveness, salvation, are given to you freely 
not by who you are, not because of what you've done, but by faith in what Jesus Christ has done for you. And so the preaching of the gospel is opposite of preaching of the law. Because when the law is preached to us, when God's commandments are preached to us, our conscience ought to be terrified because we cannot keep God's law. But the gospel is meant to console us. Right, where the law makes crushing demands on us and points out how far we are from God, the gospel makes the promise to us that God forgives us. It heals us. It restores us. It lifts us up in relationship to God. And so we can, during Advent, come to see John primarily in terms of the harsh preacher of the law. But I don't think it's fairly accurate. Especially in John chapter 1, in our text this morning, we see that John is a gospel preacher. Verses 6 through 8 tell us that John is a preacher of the light. He is a preacher of the word. Right? As we know, light is the source of all life. Light is that which makes known all truth. And light is that which comforts us in the dark night of the soul. The light is that which brings us through the darkened wilderness that overwhelms us. And John has come as it says in our text, to be a preacher of that light. John has come to proclaim that Christ is the light of the world. He has come to preach the message that Christ is the one who comforts us who are lost in the wilderness. And when John is questioned by the priests and the Levites from Jerusalem, he makes it clear that he's not the light. He's not the Savior. Instead, John preaches to them the gospel, which is that one is standing right here, right now, of whom we are not worthy. And this one has come to save us, to give us life, to give us truth, to deliver us from our sins. And when John is pressed by the leaders of Jerusalem, he doesn't give them a sermon on the law. Instead, he gives them the gospel. He tells them that Jesus Christ has come into the world to save sinners. The lectionary leaves out the content of John's primary sermon, unfortunately. It leaves out his full proclamation of the gospel because in the, in the very next verse, John begins to preach his true gospel sermon. And it's a sermon you know well. John says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. All right, that's the gospel. That Christ has come to bear your sins. He carries them away from you. He puts them onto himself. He dies with your sins and he is buried with them. And because the Lamb of God bears your sins, it means they are no longer your sins. They belong to him because he has taken them. And that's the true gospel sermon. Right? That's the gospel that's always delivered to us. And of course, you'll notice that we don't get that in our reading this morning. The lectionary leaves it out. And in fact, I believe throughout the three-year lectionary cycle, we only hear John 1.29, that verse that says, Behold the Lamb of God who bears the sins of the world. We only hear that one time in three years. But as I thought about that, I thought maybe we don't need it in the lectionary this morning, and maybe we don't need it to show up in our readings very often. Because those of you who will notice in our liturgy and in our service, John's gospel sermon is proclaimed to us every time we share in Holy Communion. 
right? We sing the sermon as a congregation each time we come to the altar. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. And in that moment, what are we doing but preaching the gospel to ourselves and to one another? We're literally singing the gospel message. And so sometimes good liturgical Lutherans see Advent as a kind of dreary preparation for Christmas, right? There's this feeling that if we start to sing Christmas carols right now, the Advent police might come and harass us, right? We're not allowed yet to be too festive. We have to do our repentance now and save up the festivities for Christmas next week. And I think there is something to that. Every, for everything, there is a season, there is a time. But you'll notice today, as we lit the Advent wreath, we lit the pink candle or the rose candle. Because this Sunday in Advent, the third Sunday of Advent, is especially here to remind us that even in Advent, the gospel is here to comfort us. We have the gospel. We have the good news. We're not waiting for it. We don't have to wait a week for it. It's here now. John the Baptist says to those who question him in the gospel text, among you stands one whom you do not know. But for us this morning, there's one standing we do know. On this day of rejoicing, the one standing among us is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Among us is proclaimed the good news of the gospel. It's traditional to talk about the three advents of Christ in these weeks before Christmas. So the first advent is the advent of Christ coming to take on flesh as a baby in Bethlehem for our sake. And of course, the final advent is the final coming of Christ on the last day, when Christ will gather his church and he will judge the living and the dead. But today we rejoice because there is an advent each and every Sunday. There is Christ who comes to us just as he promised in word and sacrament. And so on the third Sunday of Advent, we rejoice because Christ is not far away. We rejoice because we have the good news that he comes to us now in this moment. We rejoice today because we have a voice preaching hope in the wilderness of this world. We rejoice because this is the year of the Lord's favor. We rejoice because, as the prophet says, he has come to set the captives free. And make no mistake about it, you are the captive that is set free. You are set free from bondage to sin, death, and the devil. And in a few moments, we will get to sing together the great gospel sermon that John gave to us. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And together, we will receive that Lamb. We will receive that lamb for the forgiveness of sin. We will receive him to set us free from bondage to death. We will receive him. We will receive him as he takes away our sin. And for that this morning, we rejoice. Amen. <laughs>